How's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Power to Perform podcast. My name is Max Burvey. I'm a senior on the men's alpine ski team. I'm sitting here with Dr. Mac Brown, and we're going to talk to you about, about performance. Awesome. Thanks, Max, for having me. And uh, my name is Dr. Mac Brown. I'm the assistant director and training coordinator here at Psychological Health and Performance, otherwise known as PHP, because it's a lot shorter to say. So we're kicking off our podcast series with anxiety and nerves. So Max is going to ask me some questions. So what's the first one that you have for me? So I think as all athletes, we experience uh, the nerve, the nervous feeling. And a lot of people are, are really good at tuning that in and tuning that out. But a lot of people also suffer the negative consequences from that. So the first question I have for you today is what does the nervous feeling stem from? Yeah, this is a great question because I think oftentimes we don't actually understand anxiety, nerves, and right where it's coming from. So just as kind of a quick background, um, it's all originating from our nervous system. So essentially, that's been in place for many, many, many millions of years as a way to keep us kind of on our toes and survive. And so it triggers this fight or flight response that we get um, from our sympathetic nervous system. So that's things like if your heart rate increases, if your blood pressure increases, your respiration increases, you might start to sweat. It's all because all these hormones are getting dumped into your system like adrenaline, and that's trying to really get you ready and primed to go for whatever might be happening or coming up. It's how we interpret that response that can really result in our perception of what's happening, whether that's something that is dangerous to us or something that we might be excited about or anticipating in a good way. So this is all something that happens very automatically. It's how our brains interpret it that's really going to determine if we label it as nerves or if we label it as I'm ready to go. So it sounds like our bodies already know what we're about to do and how we can prepare ourselves unconsciously. Correct, yes. It is definitely an unconscious process. Um, and evolutionarily, it served us well. I mean, that's why we're sitting here today. That popped up when there was danger and we needed to either run away or fight it. But now it can show up in different ways that can be less productive for us. Like, I'm about to perform. I have an exam. I'm about to ask someone out that I'm interested in. Any number of ways it can show up. So how can we, how can we make that into a positive instead of, instead of letting it get the best of us and, and over overcoming our conscious mind, how can we make that unconscious feeling turn into a positive conscious feeling? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question because we don't want our nerves to impact our game in a negative way. So it's really about how you're interpreting, um, is how it's going to impact your game and it really relates to what level of excitement works for you. So everyone's got something called an individual zone of optimal functioning. And so, for example, anytime I would go do a race, I was the kind of person that was sitting on the sideline being very calm, very quiet, just kind of introspective. And I needed that because I perform better at a lower level of activation. But I would watch other people jumping around, um, you know, drinking their coffee, you know, jumping up and down, running around, saying hi to people. And that probably worked well for them. But for me, that would have made me feel more nervous and anxious. And so it's really about finding what works best for you and knowing what that range is. So if you know that 
you work better kind of in that lower range, then you want to do things that are going to help keep you calm and regulated. If you know that you need to be a little more charged, then you might benefit from things that are going to help activate that system because your interpretation is going to be, this is good, this is helpful for me. Um, So it's really about how do I match my activity level with the thing that I need in order to perform? Wow, that sounds that sounds very beneficial. I know that as a senior, I've spent the past the past three years battling that and trying to figure out what works for me, like you're saying. And I, you know, I've been on both sides of it. You know, trying to hype myself up to the point where maybe that was too much, or trying to stay too calm to the point where that maybe didn't work. And I've definitely realized that the nerves are beneficial for me, and as long as I can control them mm-hmm. and get them in the perfect place, that's when I know I can execute to my highest ability. Yeah, and that perfect place is probably a bit of a range. Like it doesn't, it's not one spot that you're trying to hit because then that can put too much pressure on it has to be exactly this. And then you'll get into another challenge, which is I either hit it or I don't. And we want to give ourselves options. Um, But yeah, that's definitely something that, you know, speaking of that, wanted to give you all a quick tip for something that you can walk away with. Um, to really help find what that zone is. And, um, you know, one of the things that we talk about when it comes to nervousness and that nervous system activation is finding ways to ground yourself so that you can respond in a way that's going to be most helpful to you. So we oftentimes will start with grounding in the breath. And the reason that we do that is because one of your cranial nerves, I'm going to geek out a little bit. I like this like neuropsych side of things, but One of the cranial nerves is the vagus nerve, and that controls things that are happening with your heart, your stomach, your breathing. And of those three systems, the only one that you actually have or can have voluntary control over is your breath. Fortunately, it also works involuntarily too, because we don't want to always have to think about breathing, but um, we have the ability to adapt it when we need to. And so the breath is a really helpful grounding strategy because it can help calm the like nervous butterflies in your stomach that's part of that vagus nerve activation so by just being able to follow a pattern of breathing that helps regulate think of it as like a lever that switches the tracks for a train so that you're turning off that fight or flight response in your nervous system into more of that rest and digest kind of calming space to be in so one quick way that people can focus on their breath to ground is if you think about a square four sides one side you're breathing in, one side you're kind of holding at the top, one side you're releasing, and that final fourth side is that natural pause until you need another breath. That can be a helpful way to ground yourself. So just wanted to leave you all with that quick tip for today. Sounds like all athletes should should understand that these quick tips are very beneficial for not only their performance, but Um, All athletes in general, no matter what the sport is, if it's a sport such as cross country where you're you're going for 20, 20, 30 minutes at a time or or a a long football game or a long soccer game or even my sport where we're charging as hard as we can for a minute. um, Sounds like breathing can really tone in the fight or flight and the parasympathetic nervous system at the same time. Absolutely. So we'll end with a quote. Do you want to take that, Max? Oh, yeah. Um, The final quote for today, um, you may not be able to control every situation and its outcome, 
but you can control your attitude and how you deal with it. Awesome. Thanks, Max, so much. Thank you for having me.